Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day... He vanished. People far and wide wondered, where has he gone? When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is... Now! The OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And with me today is Travis Milton, who you can find on Twitter at Dash 37 Board 27. Uh, our man, Josh Conrad, is not with us today. He had some family matters to attend to. So, Josh, we, we wish you well and hope everybody's doing okay. Travis, the Jets are not doing okay. So we're going to talk about – we're going to no. not talk about that. Because if you want to go find lots of information about the New York Jets – and the team and why they were so bad and how historically bad this, that game was. Everybody knows. Everybody saw it. Everybody was embarrassed. Everybody was embarrassed by the fact that Richard Seymour called this a homecoming game. Like, I do not want to spend a lot of time talking about this. I'm more interested in talking about other things. We are going to round to the Jets. But before, uh, you just told me you're, you're in the car. You're driving back from Charleston, South Carolina. What the hell were you doing in Charleston? Um, well, I was down there, uh, we, uh, there's a, a pig farmer that I work with, uh, for a lot of my hogs and every year he does this, uh, a, you know, Louisiana style boucherie, uh, down on the farm, um, uh, outside Charleston and, uh, it's called, uh, blood on the water. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's an old school boucherie. So it's like, uh, Boucherie is, a, is that a slaughtering? Is that a slaughtering? What does that mean? Yeah, it's like a community kind of slaughtering dinner exactly. thing. Like in Louisiana, like they'll they'll kill the hog, and then each person in the community makes a dish out of something, and and then they have this big just kind of you know community party, um, everybody mm-hmm. eating, um, and that's kind of what we did, only with you know chefs. So it was like me yeah, and nice. Like, uh, uh, frankly, he was like the godfather of like all Charleston food and, you know, a bunch yeah. of other chefs. And it was, uh, it was, it was a ton of fun and I'm out there cooking rabbits over top of, a you know, smoking them with uh, a bunch of other stuff. And, and, you know, it's, it's, you end up like I started, I was making one dish and it ends up, I did like four dishes because I just started getting scraps from this, that, and the other, and <laughs> we had an extra pork loin. So I did something with that. So it was, uh, it was a lot of fun though. Uh, those kind of things awesome. are always a lot of fun and super creative. 
Well, that's that's more interesting than than kind of what what we watched transpire with the Jets yesterday. And I imagine, right, because it's kind of a community activity, you know, this is a chance for you know people to kind of share their recipes or their ideas. Obviously, you're responsible, you know, for cooking your things for kind of the whole group and everybody that's there. But you're also like you know getting to see, okay, you know, if these are great minds, you know, great other culinary minds, you're getting a chance to. Um, experience some of the, what they're doing or learn new techniques. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, like everybody's collaborating on, on random dishes. It's like, Hey, what do you got over here? What are you working mm-hmm. on? It's like, Oh, Hey, can I get some of that? Can I do that? You know, it's everybody's picking each other's brains and then there's, Love it. you know, all the, all the guests that are there, you know, uh, to eat, you know, they're walking around getting to interact and see what's going on and talk. So it's, it's nice. actually really, really cool and a nice like approachable event. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious. So what was the best thing? that you tried at the, at the boucherie? Um, God, uh, Frank Lee actually did a dish. I think it was my favorite. There's a thing called a uh, hash down in South Carolina. It's a barbecue term and it's generally done with like, uh, the offal, like the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the organs and stuff. And stuff and, yeah. Yep. And they're all stewed down into like this, this awesome barbecue kind of stew and it's served over top of rice. And he did that with, with pig lungs and liver and like leftover pork belly, you know, all like stewed down over top of this, like almost congee style rice that he did. And it was, oh, it man. was, it was phenomenal. It, it sounds like, I think if I knew there was like lungs and stuff, I wouldn't eat it. But if I was just walking by and like tasted it, I'm sure I'd be like, damn, that's delicious. But, yeah. 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 Uh, that's, uh, that's awesome. But I think that's an important thing, right? Like is you're using, these, oh, yeah. these were people, you know, traditionally that you had to use the whole animal. You could throw anything away. Yeah. You have to use as much as you can. And so you're being I mean, respectful I, I did, of the. I did a batch uh, of grits that was, uh, you know, uh, part of the, the liquid that we cooked it in was was uh, all the pig blood. Mm. Um, mm. So it was almost like a, a pig blood kind yeah. of grit cake kind of thing. And it was it was pretty oh, damn good, too. That's awesome. Nice. Uh, well, good. Well, I'm glad you had more fun doing that uh, than. And I did watching the game. I was um, watching the game through it. I you, had my computer yeah. out. You had your computer up while I'm doing it. this. See, yeah. this is why you are a, a level above. I was, um, uh, I was watching, and then at one point, I was like, you know what, the hell, like, I'm, I'm not going to keep doing this. I'm not going to keep subjecting myself to this. And I, I went away, <laughs> and it's funny because, like, I was outside, and then I started power washing stuff at my house, and I was like. God, this is so much more satisfying. I can see the results of like the thing that I was doing. And, um, but yeah, I, uh, uh, that, that's respect. You're, you're out there on the, uh, on the uh, Charleston's version of the Bayou uh, at a, at a an event and you're still watching the game. And so, yeah, like I, I don't want to get a lot into the game itself, um, but um, gl- glad you had a good time. You had a better day than I did. It sounds like yesterday. I think uh, I was, I was not, not in not in my best place um i mean there's a lot of it was, a, cr- it was a crushing reason. sports weekend for me like yeah. it, it, oh, I, I, yes. I won't dismiss that but but uh well but yeah it, it was good to be doing that and not dwelling on uh, how terrible of a sports weekend I had. <laughs> yeah it's a lot of a lot of pain for your for your your teams i'm sorry um so i i have this question I, i've been thinking i've been going back i don't know why i've just been re-watching rick and morty and uh, and so I have I have a question for you. I know you're a Rick and Morty fan too. I know you love your Szechuan sauce. Um, one of the things that is you know posited in Rick and Morty is that you know, they're in a multiverse and there's infinite Ricks and infinite Mortys. Um, but there are still themes that kind of correspond and uh, let's say uh, 
overlay all Ricks and all Mortys, right? Like all Ricks are awesome. All Mortys are dumb idiots. And so, so my question is like, are we, but there are obviously, you know, cases where things are weird in a multiverse, like, are we, do we follow a team, Travis, that is like effectively Mortys across all of the multiverse? Or is this like the bad timeline, I guess, as community put it, uh, what, 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 what are the jets? Are they just, are they always bad forever in every multiverse or like, what the hell are we doing with our time? I guess that's what I'm asking. I, I don't know. And like, I, you know, I, I feel like every year I go through like looking at Twitter and people, people being mad about negativity and wanting everyone to be positive. And, <laughs> right. You know, like it's, you know, watching games like this, you know, you, you kind of alluded to it. It's, I mean, I don't even know like what, what is there to be positive about, you know, it's, it's yeah, Joe Douglas is doing a great job at trading away overrated players and getting picks for him. But what is he doing? He's apparently drafting overrated players. So we're just in this perpetual like cycle now of getting mm. people that aren't worth as much as they they should be. And I mean, yeah, you can you can make the whole thing about the team's young. We talk about that all the time, but but I mean, God, it just seems like no matter what, no matter what we change, no matter you know, it's, it's just this steady, the, you know, the, the best thing that you, the, the most positivity that you can get is that, well, I mean, I, this, the name of this podcast is, it alludes to that. It's well, I mean, there's next year, there's the draft, there's this, there's that, like, there's never, never any chance to be in the now. And when, when you are in the now, like you really have to like, kind of, pick through things to be happy about. It's like, yeah, I'm really happy that Connor, you know, McGovern, you know, had a okay day. Yeah. I'm really glad that one member of our offensive line has, you know, hasn't given up a couple sacks. Yeah. I'm really happy that our rookies are playing good, but not amazing. It's, you know, you just have to, it's feels like everything's always reaching. Right. Yes. To like keep yourself going. And it's like, well, why, why, why do we keep doing this? Play like a jet. Play like a jet. You keep looking at, you know, the all of the things out there, right? You're anything that's like slightly positive, you basically over amplify, right? Into something, something more than it is. And, uh, you know, like, I, and I, I, fe- I feel that way, right? About the team and when a new coach is, comes in, or, you know, I don't know, we get a, a good couple series of transactions that are in the favor of the team, or there's a new quarterback, like whatever it is, right? Like there's always something that we're going through and we're over attenuating to as like, Oh, this is a sign from the universe that everything's, you know, now finally in alignment and everything's going to start, you know, getting better and the organization's on the upswing. And I think, I think you and I have seen enough summers that, and enough falls that we, we know that, it's it's hard to do that and you have to be careful in doing that like people are already talking about the firing of the offensive coordinator people are already talking about you know has you know is joe douglas ruining this team it's like it's been two and a half years or whatever okay so like certainly we're you know we're we're in a place where we have to start asking these questions but you know like these are the same people that were decrying these as our saviors right you know not not that long ago so uh, I, I, I guess, you know, when it just comes for me and kind of the top down, like, I don't think this team is going to be bad forever, but I definitely don't think that 
continuing to, you know, have another blood sacrifice is the way to get to this team being positive. Like, and that doesn't mean you keep bad coaches. Like you keep Adam Gase until he, you know, finally figures it out. No, that's not what I'm saying, but I would say like, you know, overreacting and, you know, potentially, you know, wishing to fire, you know, a, a new offensive coordinator halfway through the year, not even halfway through the year seems stupid, but at the same time, like, how do you level that against a guy who's calling two run plays out of the gate or in, in typical situations where it's like, you see it coming and you're like, we need to throw on this play because we need to have that like run play, you know, in our pocket on second down or third down if we need it. Um, and, and you just see these things lining up and you're like, how do you get yourself into these same situations again and again and again? And it's like, and right. I think there is a sense of like, maybe the multiverse there is, there are themes across the entire multiverse. Um, and, and it's just, that the jets are not good that the jets are the homecoming game for, you know, for, for Richard Seymour that, you know, that that's kind of, as it is, Morty's always dumb because he's always masking Rick's, you know, amazing brainwaves. And like, I I don't know, maybe that's the case. And I'm resigning myself to that, which is sad. It's really sad. I don't know. It is the case, but, but at the same time, like, yeah, I also like people were, I, I don't know. I think I saw some good things from Zach Wilson yesterday, but I mean, I think people are already misremembering what his game was like yesterday prior to going out. I mean, he did have that, you know, bomb throw that got, you know, on the play where he in on the series when he got injured and it set him up for the, you know, for that, that really close, uh, you know, kind of first and goal situation. Oh yeah. I mean, he had already thrown an interception at that point. There were other, you know, you know, harrowing throws he had made at that point. So like, I don't know. This this league comes down to players and coaches. Um, you need good coaching, like to you know to not limit good players, but also just worry about the players that we have. And you know, on the defense, you know, I don't know, it's a mess. I'm de- I'm devolving into the thing that I said I wasn't going to do, which is talk about just <laughs> talk game. about the game. <laughs> yeah, but so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop myself here. But before before I have another question, I want to ask before we hop and you, uh, you know, keep keep flying down the highway uh, back home. Uh, is there any other thoughts as you think about this game, kind of the outworkings of this game? Is there anything you can take? Was there any positives from this game? I, I'm I'm not in a place where I can see any positives I mean, from what I saw on I, Sunday. I, I, I found some again, like totally reaching. I found you know one of the one of the positives I found was actually a humongous negative. It's hmm. You could really see how important CJ Mosley is. To yes. The defense. Great and point. Him not being there, that was literally, I mean, everybody played like dog shit, number one, but number two, I, you can, you can see that he is the one that is out there. He's essentially mm-hmm. the coach on the field. Um, and, you know, that's, that's kind of a cliche with Mike backers, but I mean, he legitimately is. Um, he's the one out there. You know, I think a lot of us uh, have talked about or seen, you know, him, you know, swapping out of, of, of mm-hmm. coverages on his own out there. You know, he's he's super smart. And, and I, I don't think there's been anywhere near enough credence lended to like how how important he really, really is to that defense. And right. I think if anything that game showed that. And I, I think it's a the biggest reason why the, the young cats are playing well, because he's putting them in the position to play well. And if he's not on the field, we're fucked. 
Yeah, I think that's that's super well said. And that was the one thing I was thinking about too, is just how bad it was. Now I understand there was also, you know, numerous injuries and and it's hard for them to to play through it. But right, his positioning and kind of work on the field has has certainly been an impact. And but right, the the, the, the downside of that 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 is a positive. I agree. I think he's got a really great influence on the field. Um, you know, the downside is obviously, you know, he has injury concerns. And so Right. How many more games, you know, over the course of the season, how many games are there going to be where he's not on the field, you know, due to injury or, or whatever, or just, you know, the season getting totally away from them and they're just trying to preserve this guy. So, but, but yeah, I think you're right. His, his kind of player coach at like his attitude and then his effectiveness on the field, it was sorely missed yesterday. Um, that was bad. Well, I have one question to ask you before we go. It's it's going to be an involved question, but there was a lot of talk yesterday that uh, as Sam Darnold was benched by the Carolina Panthers, that Deshaun Watson is potentially in play for Carolina. I think obviously he's also going to be in play in other places. Miami seems like a distant possibility when you look at the way Tua has played over the last couple of weeks. Uh, so I, I mean, maybe that's a destination, but Tua is definitely doing his best to slam the door on any trade talks that Miami might or might not do. Um, there's probably other decision, uh, other places that are going to avail themselves of someone like Deshaun Watson. The Jets have a rookie quarterback. I know what bringing in someone like Deshaun Jackson means, but I think we need to have the conversation. Should the Jets do whatever it takes to get someone? even someone with pending legal issues and lawsuits and the whole thing going on over his head, like Deshaun Watson, is he the right move for this organization at this point in time? What do you think? I mean, I, I don't think so. Um, I know, I know a lot of people will make, you know, the arguments to the contrary and, and I, I, I definitely understand them, but I mean, somebody with that, magnitude of legal issues uh and and this is in houston texas you put that person in new york city you know <laughs> fingers crossed you know if these things did happen obviously innocent until proven guilty but i mean these things are a thing that are, are very much a real circumstance for him you put him in there i mean how's that going to go with the media number one i mean it's there, there's so much that could go wrong there and number two it's i i just think we're we, we we're taking enough chances on the guys that we have. And mm. I really don't think with someone with that magnitude of legal issues on their plate, it would ever even cross Joe Douglas's mind based off of who he's drafting and who he's bringing in. Um, this whole team captain mentality that he's got mm-hmm. clean nose, changing culture, you know, all that kind of stuff. I don't see it happening whatsoever, but uh, you know, uh, I also, you know, it's it might be very, very naive. It might be just the fact that I it's it is one of the things that's different right now is this building through the draft thing. It's been so long since we've been in a situation. I can't even recall like outside of Mangini uh, when we were in a position where we were building through the draft. Like even Parcells, we were getting Testaverde. We were getting you know my favorite player in in, in history, Curtis Martin. Um, we we were get we got all the pieces of that of those teams you know, from other places, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'm just so in love with the fact that we're, we're doing something different. Um, and maybe it's, maybe it's terrible. Maybe it's different for the sake of difference. It goes back to what we were talking about with the, 
multiverse flat circle mm-hmm. kind of thing. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I, I just, I, I just really am for you know trying to give what we've got a, a shot because that is the only excuse. Maybe I can come. Maybe I'm rationalizing. It's the only excuse I can come up with of why we're so terrible because it, we do have the youngest team. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Across the board in the NFL and, and the youngest coaches and coaches that haven't even done this before. I, I, I think I would rather go out and throw down $40 million and get Bill Callahan to like teach everybody how to play offensive line and teach people how to coach than uh, go out and get a, a, a quarterback with legal issues that's getting older and benched. And um, that's just me, though. No, I, 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 I like having thought experiments, right? And so I appreciate you going through that. I appreciate your take. And so, yeah, I, I think ultimately I come to that same place and I think there, I get there maybe for some different reasons, but, but a lot of the same reasons. I think that the reasons for trading for someone like Deshaun Watson is he's a proven player. He has shown, you know, at a MVP caliber type, you know, play, like he can get it done. Um, certainly he had some weapons around him who, who helped, uh, help that. But, but at the same time, like he is a very quality player. He's a player that the jets, you know, passed on earlier, uh, you know, in his career when he was a rookie. Um, and, uh, I don't know that Zach Wilson is the answer. I've been very vocal about that from the beginning. I certainly see sparks and flashes and I love what I've seen in those moments. It's just, you know, the 95% of the other times that are, you know, harrowing and, you know, you're just wondering, you know, when the pass is going to get picked off. And so, so you do that, but right. If let's say you trade for him, you know, let's say you trade them, Zach Wilson, you, you trade the Texan Zach Wilson and a first round pick or, you know, something like that. Um, and I don't even know if Zach Wilson would, you know, be equivalent of a first round pick at this point based on the way he's played. And, you know, I don't know what Houston would accept, but let's say you have to trade Zach and two firsts. So you give up one of your, you know, Seattle picks and then you give up one in 2023. Um, you know, that seems like a lot. And then, right. As you say, you're may, maybe you get away with giving up, you know, the equivalence of two picks. So Zach Wilson and another pick at, you know, first round pick at some point, 2023 or something like that. Um, but that probably is unlikely. Um, Cause they're going to be bidding against someone. So, so then you, right. You, like you say, you get an aging player, with a team that doesn't have a strong skill position, you know, you know mature skill position position, uh, like Brady w- moved into with, uh, you know, with with Tampa Bay, and and then right, you've got a, you're effectively rebuilding this whole defense. So you know, what kind of situation are you getting into for how long? And then right, and then on top of that, you have all the, the legal problems that you were talking about, and that doesn't even put into it probably what I think is the single biggest reason why you shouldn't do it which is, as I think about it, the fact that if you do this, it's a signal that you as an organization are erratic and you don't have strong principles, right? And you're willing to shift exactly. it a moment's notice. And that's you're effectively- You're anyone a chance. You're will, yeah, I mean, right. it is far too early to, to throw, throw that towel in. Yeah. Even and though so I'm like, with you. I mean, like, I've, I, I, I think all three of us have, uh, have been very- vocal and staunch on on our skepticism and and hope for zach wilson but it's far too early to do that and you're just signaling to every free agent everybody here that this is not a place you want to go to (laughs) right yeah and so i mean i think we saw this already 
you know, once before. It's been a long time, but you mentioned Mangini early. Like now, Chad Pennington was a different player. He was at a different stage in his career. He was injured, you know, kind of perennially injured, which sucked. Um, but they traded for Brett Favre, and effectively, that you know uh, accelerated the window of time that Mangini had in the in the organization. And you know, once I mean, they were off to a great start that year. But then once it started, you know, falling apart, like it fell apart quick. And at the end of the day, Mangini was left, you know, kind of stuck in that in that situation. So so right. I, I think there's a lot of reasons why you don't want to accelerate that process. You let it play out I, again. Like I certainly think they have to pick their spots and they should have served themselves better than having Mike, Mike White as their backup quarterback. Yeah, but, you know, that's neither here nor there at this point. It's who they have. And either they go out and scrounge, you know, the ex other ex FLLers or whatever. Um, but, you know, we're, we're in a place where it's going to be really tricky and, and hard to figure this out. And the next couple of weeks are going to be tough. And I'm sure we're taping this Monday. Uh, no news has broken so far on Zach Wilson and his timetable. But you have to imagine he's out for a couple of weeks. Um, if it's a PCL, which is kind of what indications, early indications seem to be. Yeah, I think um, I saw it, it could, was like two to three weeks with a strained PCL. Oh, is that, it's out. Oh, I missed it. I was searching for I, it. I, I, think, I think I saw it on Twitter earlier this okay. morning. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so, I mean, so the point is, you know, the Jets have uh, competition coming up. I mean, they've got the Bengals coming up this weekend. It's not going to be an easy team. I mean, if you look at what Joe Burrow's doing, you look at what, you know, Jamar Chase, you look at what Samaji Pirine is doing, you know, in this league with this team, um, you know, it's going to be some tough sledding ahead, especially without their kind of young gutsy, you know, signal caller, uh, you know, on, on potentially both sides of the football. So um, I don't know where that leaves us. That leaves us in a, um, a ghoulish hellscape uh, before we go. Travis, any anything else? Any other kind of outside observations on life or pig or uh, you know Charleston <laughs> that you have to kind of leave us in a better place than oh um, no than on this no, darkest I timeline? Mean, I, I think I went down a spiral, and I think now like now I'm stewing on the fact that you know we had two <laughs> weeks to prepare for this game, and this is what this is what we came up with. Yeah, uh, it's it's certainly not good. Okay, I think we need to give some prescriptions, Travis. I'm going to have to ask you to start. Um, people need to start drinking. Um, so if they need to start drinking, what, what do they need to start drinking uh, over the next couple of weeks as we, as we deal with Zach Wilson out? I mean, for a couple weeks my, uh, my go-to is Old Forester or Rittenhouse if you want a whiskey or rye. Uh, they're very affordable, phenomenal, um, and, and fairly readily available. Whereas, you know, something like, like Pappy or Willet or Weller, you know, those, those mm -hmm. are not as easy to find. Um, and then, you know, there's my favorite. There's a, 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 another go-to of mine is a, just Tito's Vodka. I mean, you can, put it, you can put it in a Gatorade. You can put it in, uh, put it in a water in bottle. In a sippy cup. Uh, you can put it in whatever you, you want. Put it, put it in a sippy cup. I mean, you can put it in whatever you want. No one's going to know. I love it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. My prescription uh, is going to be Legend. Do you know this one? Legend with a T. It's like Legend, no. but with a T on the end. Um, it's a pretty nice bourbon. They finish it in sherry casks. Oh, so it's got nice. like a really, it's, uh, it's got like a really kind of mellow, um, you know, kind of finish there. I've enjoyed it. It's, it's like a good middle of the road bottle, right? So like, we're not talking rot gut. 
and we're not talking $6,000 Pappy, right? We're talking, <laughs> or even like $100, you know, Eagle Rare or whatever. Like we're talking eh, 40, 50 bucks for a bottle. Um, and it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I've been, I've been sipping on that. And I think uh, uh, I will be sipping on more of it. Uh, hopefully I will not be sipping on it while I'm operating power washer crying about the, the New York Jets yeah. and, uh, you know, or any other heavy machinery. So. That was one um, of the best things about yesterday, being around all the chefs. My uh, my my neighbor <laughs> at the chef's table, he brought a bottle of Old Rip uh, Van Winkle. So woo! while I was watching this this shit show of a game, I was able to. He he just came and set it down <laughs> on my table. He was like, "I brought two bottles," and he's like, "He's like, I'd rather uh, share this with you guys than uh, sell it in the restaurant to a bunch of jackasses." And I was like, "Oh, sweet, cool. Um, that's an interesting mentality, but I'll take it." Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, well, I heard a story about, <laughs> I listened to the All In podcast. I don't know if you've listened to that. It's four investor guys. And they were talking about how um, they, one of them has a jet and they were, they were flying from one place to another. I, I don't know, it doesn't matter where. And, uh, and the guys, the guys who were on the flight with him, like, you know, they're like, Hey, you know, we're hanging out. He's like, I'm going to go take a nap. You guys do whatever you want. And, um, you know, bar, just go into the bar, whatever you want. And, and they basically drank. Like an entire bottle is like maybe four or five other guys. They drank an entire bo- bottle of Pappy, and then at the end they were asking like, "Yeah, how much does this cost?" And you know, to to fly this way. And he's like, "Well, you know, typically, you know, a flight for me, you know, with the crew and the time and the jet fuel and the whole thing, it cost me about this much, you know, whatever it was, you know, say, you know, five thousand dollars or whatever. But but add in the fact that you just spent six thousand dollars on a bottle of uh, Pappy Van Winkle, like you know, it, you know, I just doubled my costs for this flight. Yeah. But yep. <laughs> So yeah, what you can get at market is, uh, is, is uh, I, I, I appreciate the, the generosity of your friend who shared that with you. Good. good one of, one of the, that. one of the perks of being, being a chef, <laughs> one of the, one of the few, we, uh, we don't few. get paid a ton, yeah. but we do get to eat and drink like Kings. That's right. Queens. Well, good. Then Queens. That's right. Well, Hey, thanks so much for talking everybody. Thanks for, for listening. Um, hopefully we'll have a, less bleak and ghoulish podcast next week and we won't be talking about uh you know trading for new quarterbacks <laughs> we'll be able to <laughs> actually diagnose the game um uh all Let's the best everybody. Back. yeah enjoy a good week take a breath go outside take a walk with your kids or you know go push them on a swing or something or drink some pappy or whatever you need to do and we'll see you here next week thanks so much